Welcome to episode nine of Freedom Through Self-Care podcast. I'm Jen Arnimo, your host. This week's episode is called Navigating the Internal Landscape. So it's primarily some excerpts from my June blog post from mindbodywholewellness.com. And then I want to add on a recording of a Soma Yoga practice so that you can experience all of these principles and theory that I've been talking about, about somatic education, um, so that you can get a glimpse of that experience in your own body. So it'll be a shortened version of a practice that you can um, put on, play, download the podcast podcast episode and uh, practice in your home, in your space, whenever you'd like. So in regards to navigating this internal landscape, that for me personally, freedom is really a connection, um, connection to learning, navigating, playing in this internal landscape Uh, from our somatic perspective, from our first person, from closing our eyes and taking that journey into our physical body, sensing into the sensations, temperature changes, um, thought patterns, noticing what's running through the mind, whether it's memories or um, reoccurring thoughts or fears or fantasies, you know, whatever is going on in that internal landscape. And can you show up? with curiosity, without expectation, without judgment, uh, with a sense of play, a sense of humor, and a sense of compassion for yourself. And when you create this intentional time to go inward, what do you notice? Day to day, start paying attention to what you pay attention to. Where is your focus? What are, you, what are you thinking about when you get out of bed in the morning? What are the first words that come out of your mouth in the morning? All of this mindfulness practice, this practice of becoming yoga, is about awareness, self-awareness, and awareness of this internal landscape. We, in this society are so externally focused, um, driven by, you know, media and uh, marketing and, you know, what our physical bodies look like and what our houses look like and what our cars look like and, you know, everything that we see on the outside. And we're so numb and just tuned out of what's going on in our inside, in our inside of our bodies, in our internal landscape. And So I really encourage you that this big piece of self-care is starting to turn inward and noticing what you notice from your perspective on the inside. Being aware of what you're doing, thinking, saying. These are the things that are creating your reality, whether you're conscious to it or whether you're making... um, You're just like on autopilot. 
Everything in your internal landscape is shaping your life. Are you being intentional about it? Are you aware of what you're creating? Or do you think life just happens to you? That you're the victim of circumstance? Are you passively reacting? Or are you consciously choosing? And this is a choice. And this is where that self-responsibility piece comes in. Our life, creating our life, how we show up in this life, how we um, respond to this life is a conscious choice, whether you accept that responsibility or not. The big thing that I, that continues bringing me back to wanting to learn, that has brought me to continuing my studies, is yoga philosophy. Like I've said before, uh, the practice of becoming yoga, it's not something you do, it's something you become. It's self-mastery, it's self-awareness. And one of the eight paths to yoga uh, is overcoming the mind. And overcoming the mind, one of the aspects is sense withdrawal, and as well as right use of the senses. So everything that we're taking in from our external environment through our sight, through our hearing, smell, taste, touch. Can we um, turn off that external input and turn those senses inward to create this space to play in our internal landscape? But the second piece of that is when those senses are turned outward, taking in stimulus, uh, you know, monitoring our environment, um, it's the right use of the senses. We are taking in so much stimulus day to day, so much more than our ancestors did in their entire lives. Um, we're taking in too much stimulus. We are so stressed and so overwhelmed. Um, being mindful of the quality and quantity of what we're taking in through those senses is really important. So part of this practice of becoming uh, is not only to bring the body to a comfortable stillness so that you can reflect inward, but we, we're also being mindful of what we're letting in when we are connected externally. Many people keep that external noise on high to avoid what they might find if they got quiet and went inward. Starting to dig into that internal landscape can be scary. And when it's been tuned out for decades, um, from my personal experience, completely tuned out of it until I was about 37 years old. And so starting, or starting to turn inward to see what was there uh, was not uh, easy or delightful process at points. But it is necessary to find freedom. So what I have experienced is that getting to know and, and navigate this internal landscape is that soul path to freedom, both in my mind and my body. They're inextricably connected. You cannot affect one without affecting the other. And so that's what I'm talking about when I, when I speak about self-care. It's, it's not wine, not bubble baths, um, not massages, uh, manicures, um, but proactively scheduling prioritized and intentional time for yourself in silence to connect inward. 
Your mind and body are trying to tell you things. They are the guide. They are the map to your own wellness and well-being. But only if you listen. And it will whisper to you. And if you don't take time to listen to those whispers, eventually your body will start screaming at you and it will stop you in your tracks. So if you like to be a proactive person, then creating this time for self-care is a really beneficial practice. The more space you create, the more your body will teach you. You are your own teacher, healer, guru, guide, and only you have access to this internal landscape. If you're willing to take on the responsibility for seeking out this space. I promise that even though it can be scary and dark at times, that it will bring growth and transformation on all levels. And most importantly, it'll bring more and more freedom, joy, and the ability to connect freely with the ones who are most important to you. And it doesn't have to happen all in one day. I would recommend that it doesn't. But baby steps. Noticing what you are taking in through your senses on a day-to-day basis. The quality of that content. The quantity. What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you feeding your body with? Who are the people that you spend the most time with? What movements are you using your body for? Day-to-day, what are the quality of your thoughts? Your words, both to others and how you speak to yourself. Your actions. All that is required for change is small, daily, moment-to-moment choices. Choices that will bring more calm, more space, more silence, more nature, more connection into your world. Less negativity with social media, with the news, even with the music you listen to. Being mindful of the lyrics. Because when a song gets stuck in your head for a few days, those lyrics are on replay in your head. And are they contributing to growth and personal development? Are they contributing to um, negativity in your life? Violence, aggression, um, anger, really being mindful of what those lyrics are. Because all of those things that are happening happening in those small daily moment-to-moment choices are what's creating your reality. What are you creating? So the tools and practices of yoga, or the eight limbs, not just physical practice, uh, sense withdrawal, meditation, concentration, uh, the yamas and niyamas, which are yoga's um, guides to living, both in connection with our external world and our and our internal landscape, all aiming to pra- to have a daily practice um, in self mastery, to find our joy, to find our bliss, to find connection to ourselves, and when we have that ability to connect fully to ourselves, we can connect fully with other people. Those eight limbs of yoga are the perfect self care guide. I don't need to rewrite a new book. (laughs) There are ancient practices out there that create this amazing toolbox to find freedom in our life. 
uh, my toolbox for coping and numbing out from work stress um, about four years ago had reached its functional max point. Um, the noise inside me was getting louder. That, that voice was starting to scream at me. It was getting louder um, than what I was using to drown it out. The coping and the numbing weren't working anymore. My body was screaming at me. And I was finally ready to listen. It took 37 years. But no worries. We all have our different points where we're ready. But now paying attention, after slogging through all the painful, dark uh, depths of conditioning, my childhood personality, beliefs, habits, um, and bringing a lot of compassion and humor, particularly humor, I realize that universally, we all are, including myself, literally doing the best that we can, moment to moment, with the tools that we have. And you really don't know what you don't know, but when you bring awareness and you start to be mindful and aware, then you do better. So are you ready for more? Are you ready to go deeper? Maybe it's time for some upgrades to the toolbox. Freedom is connection to and exploration of our internal landscape. So with this said, let's get into that internal landscape. So finding a comfortable place, a quiet place, low lighting, if you have a yoga mat, great. If not, just any comfortable place on the floor will do. You can do this practice in a chair. You could do this practice in a bed. Anywhere where you can uh, be in a position where the spine from tail to the top of the head is in alignment. And get yourself comfortably situated. If you have low back tension um, or low back chronic pain, it'd be nice to have a blanket underneath you for some cushioning. And you could even put your legs up over a coffee table or an ottoman, um, some kind of bench so that they're at 90 degrees and support it. <clears throat> And once you're situated on your back or seated, wherever brings you most comfort, just close your eyes. Put your hands on your belly, just below the belly button. And just start to notice your breath. Inhaling through your nostrils, inviting the breath deep into the belly beneath the hands. And as you inhale, noticing the belly rise, and as you exhale, the belly falls. And if you've been rushing around a lot today, it might take a little bit of concentration to bring the breath down into the belly. For a lot of us who are overwhelmed and chronically stressed every day, we tend to breathe just into our chest with the upper chest and neck muscles. So this might feel a little foreign, 
but just continue to keep those hands on the lower belly. Thinking of your body as a container or a vase and the breath is the water that is filling that vase and just like pouring water into that container the water needs to go to the bottom first and swirl around all the sides before it fills up to the top so just imagining your breath being drawn in through the nostrils deep down into the belly and filling the whole container with breath We even notice the temperature change at the nostrils. The cool air entering on the inhale and the warmth on the upper lip as the exhale leaves the body. And then starting to travel through your body from the top of your head to the bottoms of your feet just with your mental awareness, just noticing. Noticing how the back of the body feels supported on the floor. Sensing into the places that feel heaviest or most grounded into the floor. pressure beneath the back of the head, behind the shoulder blades, the low back and the back of the pelvis. Even noticing differences left to right side. And does one shoulder feel heavier than the other? Or maybe the back of the pelvis feels like it's more weighted to one side. I'm just noticing what's going on in your mind. What's the current stream of thoughts focused on? And can you step back from that stream of thought like you were just watching from a subway station platform and your thoughts were just the train passing by without any need to reach out and take hold of any of them just letting them pass and then inviting yourself into your physical body letting go of everything from your external day For this time to practice. And as you scan through this body, your soma, from this internal landscape perspective that only you have, just taking a mental snapshot of your entire body at rest. noticing any area that is at the forefront of your awareness whether it's a sensation of tension or pain 
or maybe it's a recurring thought or memory. Just noticing as we begin, what is, what is speaking most loudly in your body right now? And then starting to return to the breath at the belly. Feeling the belly rise with the inhale beneath the hands. And feeling the belly fall with the exhale. And as you stay connected to this breath, taking a mental count of both the inhale and the exhale. There's no need to change or make the breath any specific way. Just noticing the length of the inhale and the exhale. And you start to make them even. So whatever count feels comfortable without grasping or rushing the breath, making the inhale the same number of counts as the exhale. Continuing to invite that breath deep into the belly. And on your next exhale, getting curious about extending the length of the exhale so that it is one count longer than your inhale. And again with the next exhale. Seeing if you can extend that exhale so that it is two counts longer than your inhale. It's an even, easy, steady breath. Continuing to draw the breath deep into the belly. Feeling the belly rise on the inhale, belly fall on the exhale. Eventually, heading towards lengthening the exhale so that it is twice as long as the inhale. And if that means shortening up the inhale a little bit so that you're not grasping or reaching for breath, feel free to do so.
whatever that count looks like for you. Inhaling to the count and exhaling to double the count. This practice of extending the exhale or two to one breathing is a simple tool, breath being our most readily accessible tool for calming mind and body. It is the thread that weaves between both layers, between mind and body, shutting off fight or flight, bringing us into our parasympathetic nervous system, that ability to rest, relax, digest, and heal. And you can let go of that practice. Simply taking pause in this moment. Noticing the places that you can sense your breath moving your physical body. And if you're laying on your back with your legs extended, I'll get you to bend your knees and place both feet flat on the floor or the mat. If you do have that chronic low back pain and you have your legs up over the coffee table or over the couch or ottoman, you can keep them there for this practice. Having the legs elevated reduces the tension in the low back. And if you're seated in a chair, you can just stay in this position. So for those of you laying on your backs, bending the knees, feet flat on the floor, whatever your position, starting to focus on your tailbone. Your tailbone and that natural curve that happens at the low back in the lumbar spine. And as you start to draw in your next inhale, Starting to tilt the tailbone behind you, so into the floor, in behind you if you're seated in a chair. Just the smallest of movement. The tiniest of space. So if you had a dime placed beneath your tailbone, you are just slightly dipping the tailbone enough to make contact, the most subtle contact with that dime on the floor or behind you. And as you exhale, just softening that effort and letting the spine come back to its starting position. I'll call that neutral. So with each inhale, gently tilting the tailbone behind you And as you exhale, softening, releasing any muscle contraction in the low back. If you think about the spine, if anybody had a 
candy necklace growing up. You think about the spine, each vertebrae is a separate candy on that elastic. And so as you inhale and tilt the tailbone into the floor, or behind you, think about each one of those candies on the elastic, those vertebrae of the spine, coming into a gentle arch. So that natural arch in the low back is starting to rise up towards the ceiling. So as you're inhaling, the belly is expanding up and out. And so is that natural low back arch. And so as you're going slowly enough, noticing if you can connect to those individual vertebrae. Think about inviting each candy on that elastic to come in to the arch. And as you exhale, it returns back to the floor. Each pass inviting another vertebrae to come into that sweeping, gentle low back arch. And so it's not as important how far you can get or how big you can make the arch. But with eyes closed, sensing mentally into that movement, into your spine, how much control, how slowly can you release that backline contraction, release the muscles and soften the spine back to neutral or back to the floor. And if you are in a lot of chronic pain, this might be a really small movement. And if it's difficult to connect to, that's okay too. You can imagine and visualize as you inhale the tail tucking and the spine coming into arch. Even if you have no mobility in the spine, you can visualize the current of breath that flows as the breath expands the belly and bringing the low back into arch. So this practice can be as small or as big as feels good in your body in this moment. So if you want to bring the full length of the spine into the expansion of arch, feel free to do so. Inhaling, tucking the tailbone behind you or into the floor, if you're on the floor. Inviting the full length of the spine between tailbone all the way up into the shoulders. So the whole front line is expanding, arching up towards the ceiling. And at the top of the movement, the shoulder blades, the backs of the shoulders, gently draw into the floor behind you. And as you exhale, softening from the shoulders all the way back down to the tailbone. Letting the natural length of the breath inhale you into arch, front line expansion as those back line muscles contract. And as you exhale, softening the back line muscles, allowing the spine to return back to neutral 
or its starting position. Just allowing this to be free and easy, connecting to that belly breath as you inhale into arch and exhale back to neutral. You can even bring the arms and legs into the movement. So as you inhale and come into arch, the knees can drift away from each other. Just slightly. They don't have to head all the way to the floor. Just a couple of inches apart of each other. And then as you bring that arch up into the top of the spine, the shoulder blades draw back. Even the arms can start to externally rotate. So that upper arm bone is gently turning in the shoulder socket. Thumbs rotate towards the outside of the body. Like the front line of the body is a flower opening to the morning sun. And as you exhale, arms, shoulders, spine, tail, knees, all come back to their starting position. And starting to bring the body to stillness. So the next time you find yourself in that starting position, in neutral, just taking pause there. Sensing into the places the breath is moving the body. And if at any time you notice or you check back in with the breath and it's back into your chest, just re-inviting it back down into the space of the belly. If it helps, you can put your hands on your low belly so that you can sense the belly rising into the place beneath the hands. Inhaling, feeling the belly rise. And with this next exhale, starting to tuck the tailbone, rocking it up towards the ceiling or in front of the body if you're sitting in a chair. Starting to engage some of those lower abdominal muscles. And then inhaling, softening Letting that tail come back to its starting position. So we're going through the same principles in this opposite direction, starting small, the slightest, smallest of movement, rocking the tail towards the front of the body. And inhaling, softening back to neutral. So with each pass, as you exhale and send the air out of the lungs, engaging a little bit more of those abdominal muscles and pushing the low back flat into the floor. Or if you're sitting in a chair, pressing the low back flat behind you. Letting the inhale soften the body and return to neutral. So in this opposite 
movement of curl, we are bringing gentle contraction to the front line muscles of the body. Curling the tailbone forward, engaging the full length of the abdominal muscles from the pubic bone to the sternum, the place just below the heart. Feeling the belly contract and the low back being pressed fully behind us. And then inhaling, softening, letting those abs release. And the tail and pelvis come back to neutral. And just noticing any places where shakiness shows up or jumpiness. Maybe there's areas where it feels like it's challenging to connect to a smooth release. And that's okay. It's just our body putting little sticky notes or, or highlighting areas where the muscle has gone on, where the brain has gone unconscious to that muscle control. And so by going through these slow and intentional contractions and releases, particularly staying connected and focused on a smooth and slow controlled release, we're going to rewire that sensory motor loop so that holding pattern or that posture or that muscle contraction that has gone put into our subcortex where it's kind of autopilot, we're drawing that pattern back up to our prefrontal cortex where it's up we're relearning the movement. We're reminding the brain that it can have conscious control of that muscle. So any, we're working in the range three to five, seven repetitions, trying to keep that brain engaged and focused on each slow and controlled release. So again, you can make this movement as small and as curious or as large and as expansive as feels good for you in this moment. So if you want to head towards a fuller expression of curl, as you exhale and tilt the tailbone towards the front of the body, engaging all the abdominal muscles, curling the whole front line of the body, heads of the shoulders, come towards the front of the body or towards the ceiling if you're laying on the floor. Curling all the front line body, but the back of the pelvis is still staying connected to the floor. The head is staying connected to the floor. So we're just curling up between tail and shoulders and letting their next inhale soften, releasing the shoulders back to the floor, releasing all the abdominal contraction and allowing that tailbone to soften and return to its starting position. And riding that natural length of the breath, exhaling into curl, inhaling back through to not uh, neutral. Two or three more times, just at your own speed. And if we're thinking about that 
blooming flower analogy. As you draw the tailbone up towards the ceiling or in front of the body, the knees can squeeze gently towards each other, bringing the curl fully up the front line of the body. Shoulders rise up towards the ceiling or in front of the body, and those arm bones and can rotate internally towards the body. As if we are closing up the full front line of the body, that flower closing at sunset. And letting the inhale soften the shoulders, the arms out of internal rotation. Soften the abdominal muscles. Soften the pelvis, the tail can release, and the knees can drift back to their starting position. And the next time you find yourself in neutral or your starting position, just taking pause again. Really sensing into that sensation of gravity pulling on the back of the body. Softening the face, the jaw, letting the shoulders be heavy and reconnecting to that deep belly breath. And then allowing yourself to use the breath, the natural length of your breath at rest to move you in between those two opposing movements. So from neutral here, as you start to draw in your next inhale, bringing the back line into arch, tail presses back, belly rises, low back arch rises, That arch sweeps throughout the full length of the spine, shoulders draw back, arms can rotate externally, knees drift apart, blossoming the full front line of the body, expanding, and as you exhale, softening from shoulders, back through the back line all the way into the tail. Taking pause in neutral, connecting to the belly breath, inhaling, and as you take your next exhale, drawing the tail, contracting the front line body into curl, engaging the abdominals, shoulders head up towards the ceiling or towards the front of the body. Knees come closer together, arms internally rotate towards the body. And exhaling, and then letting the inhale soften the shoulders, the abs, the pelvis and tail, back to neutral. Taking pause again in neutral.
And then taking your own time and space, riding that wave of breath through arch and curl for as many times as feels good for you in this moment. Fully taking time to pause and breathe in between repetitions. And as you alternate between these two directions, getting curious about connecting with each of the vertebrae, those candies on that elastic. And can you picture them individually coming in and out of arch and curl? Staying connected to an even and steady breath into the belly. And then starting to allow the body to come to stillness. The next time you find yourself in neutral, taking pause. Letting the full length of the body soften and relax. Shoulders be heavy, face and jaw be soft. If you're laying on the floor, you can feel free to extend your legs out straight. And if you have your, your legs over a bolster or coffee table or ottoman, just leaving them there and just taking rest. Then the arms come to rest about 45 degrees out from the body, palms towards the ceiling or in front of you if you're seated in a chair. They can even rest on your lap. And again, just traveling through the body, the back of the head, down through the bottoms of the feet. Just noticing what you notice. What has changed since the beginning of this short practice? Has that place of awareness changed in your body? Contrast and compare left to right side of the body. Shoulder blades. Back of the pelvis. Even the way the arms and legs are being held. 
Sensing into that subtle pull of gravity along the back of the body. I'm just inviting the front of the body to sink and melt into the back of the body. Riding that wave of breath. Inhaling all the way down to the bottoms of the feet. And exhaling out the crown of the head. I'm just taking a moment to pause in gratitude to honor this time that you've taken for self-care, to connect and play in that internal landscape, and inviting yourself to be here more and more often. Ending with the greeting of Namaste, which just means the light in me honors the light in you, that place of peace and light connection. And when you are connected to that place in you, and I am connected to that place in me, together we are all one. Namaste.